Urinary tract infections. Have you had that burning urge to pee? Had to make trips to the doctor and then antibiotics again and again? Now imagine you can make the UTIs all stop. Utiva is a brand specialized in natural UTI prevention with science and doctor-backed products. Utiva's Urinary Tract Health Supplement is a unique cranberry extract with nine times more PACs, the active molecules that typically don't exist in most cranberry products, a once-a-day pill for your daily protection. Utiva also provides D-mannose, probiotics, UTI home-based test strips, and cleansing wipes. Join over 25,000 happy customers and start your UTI-free life. Learn more at UtivaHealth.com. That's U-T-I-V-A-Health.com and get 25% off your first order. Hi, I'm Andrea Donsky, founder of NaturallySavvy.com and co-host of our Naturally Savvy podcast. And I am Lisa Davis, MPH health educator, co-host of Naturally Savvy and author of the book, Cleaning and Dirty Sex Memoir Cookbook Healthy Lifestyle Guide. At Naturally Savvy, we are here to help you make healthier lifestyle choices. So we are so honored that you are tuning in to listen to our podcast on a weekly basis. And we are here to engage you, have fun, and help you live your healthiest lifestyle. Now, on to the show. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Naturally Savvy Radio. So I was on Clubhouse a lot for about three months. I met some fantastic men and women. One of the women that stood out just tremendously because of her beauty, her kindness, her just self-awareness, just whenever she would speak, I was so taken, is Linus Woods Mullins, BHC, CPI, CLC, has dedicated the last 10 years to the inspiration, motivation, empowerment, and wellness for women over 40. She is founder and CEO of the wellness company Praise Works Health and Wellness and creator of the Wellness Women 40 and Beyond Brand and the Vibe Living Brand. Hello, Linus. So glad to have you on Naturally Savvy. Hey, it's wonderful to be here with you today, Lisa. And yes, you stood out to me too. I, I just something about you and uh, uh, the things you would talk about resonated with me. So I feel like we are kindred spirits when it comes to some things. So thank you so much for inviting me uh, to your awesome podcast. Well, thank you. Well, yeah, I instantly was like, I like this woman. I want to get to know this woman more. When can we hang out? Yes. <laughs> so I'm so glad to have you. Alanis, it was interesting. I was reading that uh, in your bio, you talk about at the age of 51, you were in human resources and pro- as a professional manager for 25 years, and then you decided to make this change. You, you talk about your true calling. Tell us what was going on in your life at that time. Yeah, you know, um, I had a very sex- successful career in corporate America, and I, I did love what I did. I think what was happening to me was that I was suffering from um, trauma that had happened uh, years before, almost 20 years before, and finally at the age of 51 um, I just hit the wall I couldn't push back those emotions any longer I was diagnosed with an anxiety disorder and you know I knew something was wrong but I just ignored it for years I would wake up in the morning and I would feel like I was going straight downhill in a roller coaster with no restraints and um, the only thing that would kind of bring me back to balance would be a cup of coffee. And I, and I knew that was wrong. I wasn't drinking coffee up until that point. But, you know, I had four daughters. They were all very close together in age. And, you know, I had recently remarried and I had this huge job. So I just, you know, put a Band-Aid on it. You know how it is. Sometimes you put a Band-Aid on something or you stuff something into your emotional closet to the point where, you know, how that closet is. You open it up, one thing falls out and it all comes tumbling out. Well, that's what happened yep. to me one morning. I woke up 
and I could not stop crying, couldn't figure out why I couldn't stop crying. My you know, family was concerned, so they um, took me to emergency. It was kind of embarrassing because it took me to the emergency where my um, office was based. I worked for a very large HMO, and I was based out of one of the hospitals that was near my home. So I knew everyone there. They'd never seen me like this before. You know, they, they've never seen me down. I'm always up all the time, you know, all that. So anyway, after talking with the counselor and social worker, the GP that was on call, all these people, the hospital administrator came in along with the head of ED and um, one of the one of the DONs, the director of nursing. And they're like, Linus, we are really concerned about you. We want you to take as much time as you need to get well, find out what's going on with you. So I went to a respite and uh, that respite was awesome. Um, I couldn't take anything with me. Um, I could only bring my journal. But while I was there, uh, there was a book there by Cynthia, Cynthia um, Battle, Melanie Battle was the name, was the author. And she writes a lot of books um, on codependency. And uh, so I'm reading this, and it, it was like um, every day, you know, a journal, every day it was a, a, a paragraph and then a journal or whatever. So I'm reading all this. As I'm doing this, I'm realizing, you know what, when I leave here, I'm supposed to go back to work. And I don't think I want to go back. I'm not ready because as I was journaling, I was beginning to realize there were some things I needed to deal with. So I made arrangements to take a year off, a year sabbatical with pay. And uh, in that year, I you know went to counseling. And one of the things they did was they put me on medication, which I was on for like maybe three months. And I really didn't like it. So I decided, you know what, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to figure out a way to heal myself without medication. And so that's when I began to get into holistic living. I didn't know much about it. I was a nutrition minor in college. But other than that, I really didn't know a whole lot about it. And so I started doing research. And as more and more I got did research, I decided that, you know, I wanted to use some of these practices. And I ended up going and getting certified in several of these practices. And in and, and the fitness thing, I got certified in Pilates and yoga. And I was always a dancer, still a dancer. So I was still, you know, dancing too, but I wanted to add that. And uh, next thing I knew, I had these certifications on nutrition and Pilates and yoga and um, certified in um, aromatherapy and, you know, all this different stuff. And I decided, you know what, I really want to help women to deliver themselves from things that they're going through, especially after 40, because things begin to change with the hormones and our life, our life begins to change in terms of what we're doing and thinking about. And it's just, the whole thing is a big change, but there was not a lot of hand glove um, uh, support for women. You know, they get support from their doctors, support from their friends, but not a lot like in between the doctor and the friends, at least back then, back then there weren't a lot of health coaches. That was, you know, um, almost 13, 15 years ago when I first started thinking about this. So I did, and I decided what I wanted to do was I was going to open up a dance studio for women over 40. But I quickly found out after about, you know, two or three months that they needed so much more than just the dance studio. Uh, so I had students that um, were recovering from breast cancer, empty nesters, women who were depressed, women who were obese, women who um, were, um, you know, divorced or widowed women who were lonely because they never did marry don't have any children you know and they were all over 40 between 45 and 54 and um so that's when i decided to add the wellness component to the dance studio 
And I decided, uh, kind of, it just kind of happened. I started becoming exclusively online, uh, you know, for 13 years. I did exclusively online. And it was for that reason that I decided to do what I do now. And in the process of going through all of that, I did discover that I had post-traumatic stress syndrome. And it was because of an event that I experienced in my life um, that impacted me in such a way that I did everything I could to always control everything. And it was the need to control everything that caused the anxiety. Because it's impossible. You can't control, you know, I wanted to control my husband, my kids, my neighbors, my employees, I mean, everything, you know, uh, time, you know, whatever. It's impossible. You can't do it. And so it's a lot. Uh, it's a lot. It all came tumbling down. So that's when I decided that um, I didn't want to go back to corporate America, that um, I wanted to be able to be in control of what it was I did day to day. And when you're working for someone else, you can't do that. And so that was uh, 13 years ago. And um, here I am, still in business. Uh, my anxiety disorder, once I confronted, confronted what was causing the anxiety, um, that's pretty much gone. And now I have so many tools and so many different practices that I use that I counsel my clients on now that I very rarely have. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. In terms of your own healing, what were the tools that you implemented? And then talk to us about using these tools with clients. Yeah, the tools that I implemented were um, aromatherapy, meditation, exercise, tapping, and watching what I eat, eating certain kinds of foods. And I use all of this with my clients. I have clients who um, are trying to get rid of the COVID-20. I have clients who are dealing with, by 20 pounds extra is what I mean by that. I have clients who are stressed out and anxious. I have other clients who are hormonally imbalanced. And I find that using all those techniques in each one of those categories, they all contribute to something when it comes to overall wellness. Because uh, being well really is about a mind, body, spirit, or mind, body, soul connection. It's not just the mind. It's not just the body. It's not just the spirit of the soul. It's the whole conundrum. And if anything is off in that whole conundrum, then then you're not quite well. So the approaches that I take towards helping women with some of the issues that I mentioned is a holistic approach. I work with them on things regarding their mind, things regarding their overall body, and things regarding their spirit. And I teach them things. I coach. I really like to say that I teach more than coach because I really want them to learn how to do these things themselves. All my programs are three to six months. I'm not like trying to get someone locked into me for two or three years. No, this is, it's an ongoing process, of course, but it's an ongoing process that I want them to learn how to do themselves. And over the, over the years, of course, you add to your toolkit, but the toolkit I give them gives them a, an awareness of the different kinds of things that are out there. And then you figure out what resonates with you because the reality is that as we go down that journey to wellness, as we begin to age, the things that worked once don't always work. You had to go to something else, you know, what I used initially for my anxiety uh, doesn't work as well as what I might use later on, um, you know, but what I use now. So it, it changes as your body chemistry changes, as your life experience changes, so are the tools you might use. But the main thing is, is I want women to know that there are things that they can do before they drop a pharmaceutical or have something cut off. And they can do it proactively. Uh, but many times these things pop up and you're already on that journey. But there's still things you can do to stop it 
without having to do other things that might cause other side effects later on. Yeah, that's true. You know, you mentioned the tapping. It was interesting because I was watching a show with my family and it's a very progressive show. Everything's going to be okay. And it's on free form. And there's an actual woman who has autism and she plays a woman who has autism, which is incredible. Like I've never seen that. And there was a point where her uh, friend on the show was having a lot of anxiety and her parents were like tap do the tapping and like it actually showed them doing like some eft and i thought this is amazing (laughs) this is incredible and i thought i've always wanted to learn it everyone has a different method or modality but basically you're tapping on key acupuncture points you know you start with the center which is interesting because that's the third eye actually and then you go to the brow and you go to the side of the brow and you go to underneath the brown and then you tap some people tap right above the lip others tap at the chin at the chin then you tap on the collarbone some people tap underneath the arm on top of the head and others tap right at the bottom of the ankles to like seal the deal i guess or finish it and while you're doing that tapping while you're doing that tapping you are doing affirmations so the key is in writing the correct affirmations uh, that are basically helping to create new neural pathways and new ways of thinking because affirmations can work uh, but you have to do them correctly Um, they do create new ways of thinking and new neural pathways but you have to be consistent with it and you have to do it correctly now i'm like oh my gosh how do you do the affirmations affirmations should be i am statements because you're confirming who you are or affirming who you are even if you're not quite there yet and they should have to do with whatever it is that you're wanting to achieve even if you're not quite there yet and you want to uh, say them at, you, it's great to be able to say them at the same time every day if possible if it's like for instance I have a daily spiritual practice that I do every single morning and one of the parts of that practice is doing my um, uh, tapping you know, uh, in the morning with my affirmations. And uh, you want it to be um, things that are, like for instance, if um, you don't have a job yet, let's say, and you haven't worked for a while, saying, I am going to have a million dollars in the bank tomorrow. That's probably not going to do it. But you can't, because it's not magical thinking, but you can say, I am uh, financially successful or I am financially solvent, even though you're not quite there yet. Uh, So it's something that is definitely attainable. You might not be there yet, but not something that's pie in the sky, not going to happen, not magic. So those are the correct ways to write it. And then as you are saying them, you're going through the tapping points. You know, I am a money magnet. I have many clients. My clients are happy. I am successful. I am financially responsible. I am well able. I have love. I am loved. I am successful. Those, those kinds of things, you know. And usually the affirmations have something to do with something in particular that you're working on or that you want to change in your life, you know. For some of my clients that have anxiety, we talk a lot about how they feel, you know. You know I am secure. I am excited. I am um, high vibrationally, those kinds of things. And then, you know, you begin to see a change. Now, that coupled with... Um, other things that I use. Uh, one of the things that really made a difference with my anxiety were, was essential oils. That's how I really got familiarized with it. Um, I went to a massage therapist, 
and she used essential oils on me from the massage and she was saying you know i sell essential oils and um i can put together a concoction of essential oils i think would really be good for you uh, to help you with your anxiety and you put them on the bottoms of your feet now the bottom of our feet that's one of the most um absorptive parts of our body believe it or not and at the bottom of our feet if you are into reflexology there are certain parts of the foot that lead directly to the organs you know like the the ridge of the big toe the top ridge of the big toe is the pituitary gland and and the 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 the, the what's it called the um the heel or the the inset the, the spine of the foot i guess that that ridge of the foot okay that leads to other major organs as well and you have other that leads to the heart and so on and so forth so she had me use all these different kinds of oils in different parts of the feet and it really did work and that was the thing that really convinced me that i wanted to find out more about these holistic practices it just opened me up to the whole possibility of other things i could do and then i found out about meditation and i found out about tapping and all these things i use in conjunction with each other the essential oils i have diffusing where they were in the back right now i woke up this morning with a headache not quite sure why put some lavender in um the um diffuser and lavender is really good for uh headaches and it's slowly beginning to go away of course you can put it on your temples as well uh when i'm doing um affirmations i usually will um do something called grounding uh which is an essential oil and i'll put it in the diffuser and it just helps you to be more connected and more grounded so i use a combination of things uh to help me and and same thing with my clients as well i have my client i have some clients standing in dirt and it makes a difference grounding you mean literally standing in dirt it does make a difference for those clients that are just feeling disconnected and kind of just just out of sorts having problems journaling having problems meditating um that goes okay let's go stand in the dirt so they go in the stand in the dirt and miraculously they feel more connected to mother earth and something changes so these things can work oh absolutely now how long is your morning ritual would you say oh boy i get up at around 3 30 a.m what time do you go to sleep i go to bed around 8 30 9 o'clock Oh, the last night, last night, I went to bed at that regular time that I got up at one and tried to go back to sleep and couldn't. So I've been up for a while. <laughs> I've been up past the three o'clock. Oh my goodness. Yeah, sometimes that happens. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to make myself go back to sleep like at two o'clock because I didn't want to oversleep. So I thought, well, you know, I'll just, you know, knock off early today or something. But um, my ritual takes me about two and a half hours doesn't feel like that though but it's about two and a half hours uh, my first hour i spend actually on a prayer line um and it's almost like a whole church service that i go to and then this and i just recently started doing that and made the decision to get up earlier so i could participate in that because at the very end they do declarations and they also do um um i am statements that I, I really like a lot it really gets my day going and then i call into my actual prayer line that i have belonged to for i think 14 years long time these women have been together for over 30 years and uh, when i started going to them i had just started my business and i'm one of the i'm one of the younger ones and i'm 64 so they're like in their 70s 80s you know but with the every morning uh 365 days out of the year at 5 a.m we come together 
to pray for each other, you know, or uh, or to pray for other people. We do a lot of praying for other people. And then after that, um, I make my green smoothie, which has stuff in it, depending on what I think my body needs for that day. I do yoga. I go on my walk. I do my journaling. And I get prepared for my day. I just take a look at what I did the day before. And I write up my to-do list based upon what the Spirit tells me I need to do. I mean, I know what I should be doing, but sometimes other things seem to be priorities in terms of my internal GPS. So all of this helps open up my internal GPS to guide me to what is I'm supposed to really do that day. So by the time I finish all of that, it's about quarter to seven and using my first appointments about my first appointments are anywhere between five forty-five AM in the morning and seven o'clock because I have clients in um in the on the East Coast. But that I've been doing that whole process um for uh wow since before i started my business and it really does make a difference when i don't do it i can feel the difference when i don't and some days i might switch it up a little bit if the spirit says you know you need to do something else a little different and i will do that sometimes i'll do tapping uh sometimes um instead of yoga i'll go for a brisk walk as long as i'm doing something i have to do something physical i have to listen to something uplifting and inspiring either a podcast or gospel music or binaural beats or something and I have to journal, get out whatever it is, positive or negative, just get it out on paper so I can kind of be clear to be able to do whatever it is I need to do for the rest of the day. I did incorporate one new thing to my practice, and uh, that's my crystals. Um, I've been collecting, learning about crystals and collecting crystals, so I usually take a crystal, uh, like for calmness, I usually take the world's quartz that I have and hold it in my hand when I'm going through my prayer time. Um, if I'm focusing on I am statements around money or prosperity, I get my other crystals for money and prosperity. Um, it's all kind of interrelated. It, it works for me. It might sound crazy to others, but, you know, it works for me. Um, and my clients, my clients are using it as well. Um, they're starting to use crystals as well. Crystals have a very high vibrational frequency, and they truly can alter uh, your energy in some very profound ways it's, it's just amazing that is amazing you know my husband is amazing at doing what you're what you do he gets up at 4 30 and he does yoga he does qigong he writes uh, he meditates you know and and i and he's definitely much calmer than i am mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and i it, he and ever since COVID, he's also added a, a walk mm-hmm. to that. Even when it was like 15 degrees, like he just gets out and walk. raining, snow, it's sleet, it doesn't matter. And I envy that because when I get up, I'm usually right away like, okay, I got to get my daughter out the door. I got to this and that. And I feel like I can't do it right in the morning, but I could always do it after I drop her mm-hmm. off. So two and a half hours is a long time for a lot mm-hmm. of people, right? Mm-hmm. So they'll say, oh my gosh, but you're not asking that of your clients, I'm assuming. No, no, I mean, no. What, what do you try to get with them? I do ask that they start their day, in a, starting your day in a positive way. And we figure out what works best for them. And it usually does require that they wake up a little bit earlier and go to bed earlier. And I always tell them, you know, there's DVRs, there's on demand, you know, for your favorite shows, you can watch them later, you know. Um, but I, I like them to get in some uh, spiritual practice time, whatever their faith is, uh, whatever their beliefs are, they do something to honor that. Um, because I really think it's important for us to feel or to know that we're not in this by ourselves. 
that there is some entity, whether you call it God or Buddha or, or Pet Rock, whatever it is, that is all-knowing and all-seeing. And uh, I think it's important for us to have some kind of spiritual practice. Um, and then I think it's good to uh, be able to spend some time in meditation. And there's all kinds of med different meditations. They can go on a meditative walk. Uh, they can do visualization or they can do all meditation, whatever it is, to just get quiet and to listen you know to listen or to look for signs from the universe in terms of you know what you need to do or for, for answers to questions that you have in your mind that you want answered i also um encourage them um during their spiritual practice uh to move their body uh yoga is what i encourage but there's some people who just don't like yoga for whatever reason and so if that's like stretching is important going for that walk uh maybe lifting weights whatever it is something that connects you with your body and uh, then journaling uh, is another thing that I totally recommend. Even if you want to do gratitude journaling or you just want to data dump everything that's on your mind, it's hugely important. And then um, making sure you're drinking something. Uh, when I first wake up in the morning, and this is what I encourage all my clients to do, very first thing before you hit the foot, before your feet hit the ground, you are drinking water. Water laced with lemon and lime. Lemon to help detoxify your liver and to help with your gut health and lime to wake up the electrolytes in your brain and drink at least eight ounces of that before you even hit the floor and that will help with brain fog and get your kind of jumpstart your metabolism uh, but then um, somewhere during their practice I would like them to prepare something to eat something small um, not something from the sad diet you know not biscuits and gravy and bacon and all that no but something small it could be um, you know a smoothie or it could be um, yogurt or a boiled egg something Something small to get their day started. Um, that That is if they're not doing some kind of intermittent fasting or something. If they're doing intermittent fasting and they're not eating first thing in the morning, definitely some kind of a liquid. Um, not necessarily juice, but water or something like that just to get them going. Um, and I also, you know, encourage them to give themselves grace. There will be some mornings where you may not feel like doing it especially if this is something new or you may not feel like doing all of it. So to make sure that you're successful in it, I'd encourage them, you know, we set up something that, that they know they can do that adds value to their day that doesn't feel, you know, really hard and that's enjoyable. Because um, when it stops being enjoyable, then you need to make some changes. And it does. Just like everything else, you know, the medicine that you take all of a sudden it's not working any longer because your body chemistry changes. Same thing with starting your day in a positive way. You may find out about another practice you want to try or whatever. So always the idea, the, the, the point of it is to start your day in a positive way because how you start your day very much can dictate how the rest of your day is going to go. You know, I, I'm curious too, if depending on the client, I assume you might have that this person has anxiety you might focus more on the tapping or if this person has some body issues they're working on you might have more focus on the food or, or how does that work yeah i do um if someone you know it's interesting because um a lot of wellness coaches focus on you know particular things you know um the nutrition or the fitness or the emotional piece i'm a generalist i focus on all of them and what my idea is to introduce you to the different kinds of tools that can help you 
And then if you want to uh, continue in getting help with certain things, I probably will refer you to someone who specializes in that kind of thing. Sometimes women don't know exactly what's wrong, but just something's wrong. Or sometimes everything is wrong. So like, for instance, if it's someone with anxiety, I'm definitely going to focus on movement, which is key in terms of lowering the cortisol levels. Meditation, which is huge. Well, movement is important for the endorphins. Uh, meditation is important to lower the cortisol level. But also emotional eating and taking a look at portion control and how we can do that and planning the meals because I'm really high on menu planning. All of my clients have menu plans. Me and they're pretty and they're pretty um, detailed. I mean, they can they can um, go outside. They can color outside the lines if they want to, but they know kind of what their calorie goal is for the day. Um, I encourage portion control and eating, you know, six times a day. Um, mindful eating is really important. Um, staying mindful and staying present in everything they do, whether they're, you know, working on losing those pounds and inches or working on reducing their anxiety. Anxiety a lot of times have you thinking a lot about the past and a lot about the future. And of course, there's the present that keeps coming back too. It's overwhelming. So I really work with them on focusing on staying in the present. And one of the methods that I teach them is something called three by three. It's a meditation practice where you do meditation three times a day for three minutes a day. And this is really good for people who meditated before, who have problems with racing thoughts and all of that. And what happens is a lot of things happen. They start hearing messages. They start being more calm. Um, they begin to lose weight even faster because that close cortisol levels just for those three minutes. Because three minutes, three times a day. That's almost 10 minutes worth of meditation. That's a huge value to the body in terms of shutting down. And, you know, I've, I have meditated for 10 minutes, but I usually just do three minutes. I'm very high energy. After about three minutes or so, I'm like, oh, okay, you know, time to do something else. Um, but it does help, you know, um, calming your body and breaking all the way down, allowing your body to shut down. You know, almost to the point of sleep is hugely important. And all of my um, clients go through a sleep uh, intake. They find out how much they're sleeping and figuring out how much they need to be sleeping. Because sleep is hugely important for women over 40. It's so important. It's really where everything gets done. So if you're not getting enough sleep, your metabolism isn't kicking in, your body's not shutting down, um, it's not repairing itself, your organs aren't getting the full nutrition that they need, you're not getting replenished. So, and that's important for midlife because as we get older, things begin to stop working the way they should. So you have to supplement them with supplements, with food, and with rest and sleep. It's very important. So I, there, there are some uh, standard things I do for everyone. And then I, you know, create meal plans and other things like that to for their specific need. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I go to bed every night between 8.30 and 9. Mm -hmm. And I usually get up between like 5 and 5.30. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love it. Well, I get up between 5 and 5.30 because my, my pity blue <laughs> seems to be waking me up. Now it's turning into like 4.30. I'm like, come on, blue. <laughs> Don't wake me up to at least 5. <laughs> oh, dog. Well, you know, my husband, we're on different schedules. He gets up like, he's retired now. So he'll wake up at 6 and maybe have coffee with me and then he'll go back to sleep you know, until nine or 10 or whatever, but that's good. That's fine. I, he worked, you know, his whole life to be able to do that. So when you came to that point where you were just crying and crying and it, did you feel like it was kind of building up, like something was going to 
break or the, you know, you open the closet or did you kind of not even, it, it just kind of hit you like hit out me. of the blue. I had a trigger the day before. I was in a meeting where they were telling me, and I can still feel it, where they were telling me that they wanted me to let go of my receptionist and because she had a tennis problem and all that. And I get it. I know that. But I also knew the reasons why, what was going on in her life. And she was at wit's end. And I knew that if she lost her job, that I, I I don't know what she would do. and But I, I did not feel comfortable telling them that. And it really grieved my spirit that I was going to have that conversation with her. So that was the trigger. And next morning, I woke up with, with tears in my eyes because I did not want to have that conversation. And as it turned out, I never did have that conversation. And she ended up not getting fired. She was transferred. So it worked out. But um, that was the beginning. And I'll tell you, the trigger... Um, you know, put me in a space of what really caused it. The reason why I have anxiety disorder is how I found out about my mom's death. Um, my mom was um, on her way to a board meeting um, in her car. And um, she had the green and the fire truck had um, uh, the red, but they did not observe it. They didn't have a siren on. They were responding to a smoke alarm and they just drove right through her. And she was killed instantly. I had just seen her that morning and she was 56 and I had just had my third child. She was five weeks old and I had just seen her that morning. We had stopped by, you know, so I went to show the baby to my at work because she, you know, I could take her out by that time. So I went to my work, my job to show the baby and my father called me and told me to go back home, go back to their house and wait for them because he told me mommy had been in an accident. She was in the ED and they were working on her. So I said, okay. So I go back home and I said, I feel like I need to have somebody sit with me. This is before cell phones. I realized I left my Franklin planner at work. I couldn't think of anybody. So I said, I'm going to call my mom's secretary because I know my mom has all my best friend's numbers on her Rolodex, right? So I called her secretary, Lucille. And I said, Lucille, I need to get, um, you know, my girlfriend so-and-so's number. And uh, she gave me the number and she said, yeah, you really shouldn't be alone at a time like this. And she said, you know, Linus, we loved your mother so much. I was like, loved? ED. And I said, you oh, mean she's and she said, oh, Linus, I'm so sorry. She was crying and she dropped the phone. And then I could hear people in the background crying. And then uh, the superintendent of schools, who was my mom's boss, he picked up the phone. He said, Linus? And I said, yes. And he said, we're so sorry. And I'm so sorry you had to find out this way. And that's how I found out. So immediately from that point on, I wasn't going to ever have any more surprises. I was going to control everything so there would be no surprises. So 20-some-odd years later... I, you know, I was out of my mind with anxiety, you know, it took 20 years to get there. So on that day, uh, it was 20 years worth of stuff that I had pushed back, tears and everything else, anything that felt out of control that came out. And no, I didn't know what it was. It just, it just hit me all of a sudden. And I'm glad that it did. And, you know, if there's anything good to say about what happened with my mom uh, is that it brought me to what I'm doing now. And I know I know that she would be proud of me for what I'm doing now. That is so beautiful. Yeah. And it's 32 years. You know what? Tomorrow I will be 64. No, you look like you're 39. Oh, yeah. 39 with a bunch of gray hair. I don't know about all that. Skin is like so taut. Oh. <laughs> like, I don't understand. I think part of it is genetics, but I do have a real holistic uh, skincare program. It's really, really complicated. It's olive oil and essential oils. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Linus. This is glorious. 
Naturally Savvy Podcast is sponsored by Morphus for Menopause. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Linus Woods Mullins. You can find her at www.praiseworks.biz. That's P-R-A-I-S-E-W-O-R-K-S dot biz. Be sure to check her out. You can find her on Clubhouse. She has a wonderful group. She's also on Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and more. So be sure to follow Linus and thanks for listening and keep coming back to Naturally Savvy. Well, that's it for our show today. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you and we would appreciate it if you could please rate and review and leave a comment because the more you engage with our podcast, the more you will find it and help other people find it wherever they listen to their podcast. So be sure to follow us. I'm at Andrea Donsky and at Naturally Savvy and Lisa at Lisa Davis MPH. Thank you so much. And please share this episode because the more you share shows you care. We'll see you next time.